what's kind of cool about this AEC industry is it's built in that you're forced to continue learning. Rick and Sandy drew attention to the fact that our infrastructure is not up to the standard that it has to be. This is the Engineering and Construction Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another live episode of Mainstream Modular, a Gurdon podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, welcome to another live episode of the show. We appreciate you listening along to some built industry and modular industry thought leadership. As we explore today's topic and chat with our guest, who I'll introduce here in a second, I want to make sure to point you in the right direction. So make sure you're heading to our website, GurdonModularBuildings.com. Again, Gurdon, G-U-E-R-D-O-N, modularbuildings.com for more information on the various topics we're going to be breaking down today, but then also uh, for more thought leadership from our team and from our partners. You can also find more episodes of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations, plus notifications when we drop new ones. So on today's episode, we're going to be exploring some of the cross-industry relationships that the modular industry has been able to foster over the years. Namely, we're going to be honing in on one key relationship, and that's the relationship with the hospitality industry and how through business partnerships, trade organizations, and a shared interest in elevating the end user experience, how modular construction has become a growing workflow and selling point for hospitality professionals. So we're going to frame that industry collaboration around some current trends to keep things timely. And we're also going to be uh, better understanding how those trends are shaping both modular and hospitality industry work. We're going to dig into some of the trade organizations that are acting as facilitators for uh, collaboration, excuse me, between those two industries. So now it's time to introduce our guest who's going to offer a lot of grounded insights on that collaboration, how it happens in practice, and then just at a more general level, how both industries have grown together and in synergy with each other. So here to offer some insights, a story executive of the industry with over 30 years of business development and sales experience in hospitality and experience managing multi-million capital projects in LA County from hospitals to solar farms to, of course, hotels. So I'm pleased to welcome Mr. Mahesh Parikh. He's executive director of business development for Foliate, which is a business furniture manufacturer for collegiate spaces as well as hospitality spaces. So Mahesh, welcome. Great to have you on the program. How are you today? Thank you. Fine. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's a pleasure getting to sit down with you today. I mean, obviously, 30 plus years in the industry, you have developed a tenure for, um, you know, obviously uh, executing on large scale enterprise level projects, uh, but also you have a lot of experience maneuvering that collaboration between these two key industries. And so I'm really curious to pull from that insight, better understand how, again, those two industries have grown together. So. I want to start by breaking down your background a little bit, giving you a chance to share what that background has been like over the years. Uh, so just to give our audience a little extra context, you bring insights from several different industries, obviously from hospitality, but then also from the insurance industry. You've worked on government capital projects and you've done consumer market work as well. So I guess just if you had to reflect back on your career a little bit, how has all of this set you up for the work that you're doing currently in hospitality? Well, I've always been involved in the community. Uh, the Indian community has started since 19, late 40s uh, in the hospitality industry. The way it all came up uh, was 
we started in San Francisco, the Indian community. They had their hotel in San Francisco, okay. and uh, you know, I was I came to Los Los Angeles from Zambia, uh, from Africa, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in '72, and uh, got into uh, in the insurance industry in '75, '76, okay. and uh, and then uh, we got. Uh, well, most of my clients were in the hospitality industry, mm. and then uh, that's how we got into AHOA. And the AHOA was formed about 30 years ago right. in Atlanta by Mike Levine. And Mike Levine was the godfather of AHOA, basically. Because of him, we have done so well. Yeah. And it was Mike who had the vision uh, to get us going in the hospitality industry. It feels like you I mean, you really know the community well, and it's been an integral part of the growth of your career. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and how you think that's impacted some of the work you've done, and also what you like about the industry. The industry is a fantastic industry. I mean, it's been a great industry for our community. It's been a service industry where we have service people, right. and uh, all these people have worked very, very hard uh, started from uh, small motels, working uh, seven days a week, worked very, very hard. Yeah. The people worked very hard. And now the second generation has taken to the next level mm. uh, where they're getting into a bigger franchises now and uh, bigger hotels. So it's no more now mom and pop like we used to have uh, where they were working 24 hours a day. Yeah, they still work very hard. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <I'm sure>. Yeah, <laughs> Don't no, get me that, wrong. But that the education has given us better opportunities. Sure, and yeah, that, I mean that that core spirit of wanting to deliver on something of quality, I'm sure, remains from generation to generation. Absolutely, something that imprints. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that. Um, you know, I guess in those early days of the industry, uh, you know, since we're talking collaboration today, what did collaboration look like between the built industry and the hospitality industry? Um, and how do you think that maybe has defined where we see that collaboration today? Well, we have come a long way. I mean, uh, when we look at uh, what uh, the industry has come, uh, we have we have worked very hard within the system. And... Uh, it's been a two-way street, yeah. you know, where things have, have been done both ways. I mean, when the yeah. modular came in, it's a different ball game altogether now. Sure. So, yeah, any good relationship yes. has that two-way, right. Right? right? That give right. and take. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, you brought it up yourself. Modular is part of our conversation today. And whether it's been ESG pressures, whether it's been financial motivators or, you know, otherwise, various industries have looked to modular construction as, uh, you know, a viable trend for building out their industry's physical spaces, the brick and mortar spaces at scale. And we've also seen modular trends push this construction style to relevance because of things like faster build times, uh, a continuous improvement to the quality of modular builds, and a more robust quality control Maybe. process as well, as well as a lessened environmental footprint. So uh, if you had to analyze where those motivators are at today, what would you say they are that are further linking modular construction with the needs of the hospitality industry today, right? What is bringing those two together today and why? Well, the modular, I mean, if you look at it, it's done much faster. Right. And uh, it was much easier for us also. You know, we uh, 
we manufacture FFNE in Las Vegas okay. yeah. and also in Montreal. And so when they asked us to be part of it, uh, it was very easy. There was no, there was no difference really. Sure. Uh, putting the FFNE in the rooms. And, and by the way, I have stayed in that hotel in San Francisco uh, first time. Uh, usually I don't stay in Hilton. Uh, usually most of my career I've lived in Marriott, but I was very much impressed with the- Brand loyalty. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, but they, I was really impressed with that hotel. They'd done a fantastic job. I was right next, to, almost next to the airport and could hardly hear any noise. Wow. And there was no noise at all. And, yeah, a lot of the uh, modular construction conversations I've had, um, you know, tend to land back at the best modular builds don't really let the end user know that they were modular, right? You no, walk I in did and not, it, I did not feel at all. I yeah. mean, it was uh, just unbelievably done, unbelievably and, done. And I feel like that's a testament less to, uh, you know, we don't want people to know it was modular, but more that modular construction has gotten to a point of scalability and efficiency to where right. it can let uh, deliver on that same level of quality regardless. Yes. Uh, and how are you seeing that impact the experience for the end user when, you know, when these projects are able to get off the ground faster, does that translate into then what these uh, spaces are able to do for their end users? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's much easier to get in, much faster to build. Sure. And uh, I mean, we, as far as our FF&E is concerned, we had no problems at all. I mean. It was just as easy as your regular hotel right. build, build, basically, and uh, it was it was all it was all good. It was yeah. all good. We had no problems at all. There was no problems at all, and I was really impressed with that building, though. You know, I I've been living in the hotels for the last God, forty five plus years. Yeah. Okay, I've been on the road most of my life, and uh, I was really impressed with that You've stayed building. in a lot of hotels. Yes, yeah. I have stayed in a lot of hotels all my life. So uh, it, it, was a, it was a good experience. Good. A good experience, great experience. Well, I'm curious what insights you can offer on, um, on some of the ways that both parties are strategizing around this collaboration, right? So let's start with the hotel end. Um, at Foliate, obviously, y'all provide um, a lot of um, furniture for uh, different hospitality locations. Uh, and so I'm sure you have a lot of touch points with the professionals in that industry, as well as uh, you know understanding what their current needs are. So how are you seeing current hotel developers strategize around modular to meet some of their needs today, right? Where does it fit into their strategies? I mean, it's fine. I mean, there's no difference really, but it's much easier uh, as far as the furniture. You know, we, because we manufacture in North America. Right. Uh, everything is manufactured here. We are preferred vendors for IAG and Hilton, and uh, right, so we're looking at them too. We are preferred vendors for them. Nice. Uh, Marriott, we're talking to Marriott now. Uh, as we speak, they have just asked us to look at things for them. Uh, and it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's much easier. It really doesn't make any difference, really. I mean, uh, Modular has done a good job, and uh, I would recommend to your viewers also to look at modulars, really. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be much of a big diff difference. Is the building basically, we're going to have it a little faster sure. than your average builder. So. Right. And we had no problems at all uh, as far as putting the FFNE inside the facility for them. I'm sure that speed creates domino effects too 
for the uh, you know the the hotel builders and the ownership companies yes, too. Yes. If you can get it off the ground faster, that means you can move on to the next project. Oh, right? absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking to the owners, they were very very happy with the project. By the way, they were very they were delighted to have that project Fantastic. by them, and it's been a great company for them. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like Modular has right. has really been, um, you know, validating itself yes, yes. year over year as it continues to find new use cases right. and expand. So to that point, um, how are you seeing some of the modular building professionals, right? The folks that are delivering on these solutions like Gurdon, uh, how are they strategizing around construction for hotels to expand the footprint and evangelize a little bit uh, this, this workflow, this construction build? It's it's been much easier. I mean, I I, I don't foresee anything different. I Interesting. mean, okay. you know, it's it's there is no difficulties in getting anything done. I mean, it's it's been good. Are you seeing modular companies uh, try to break into the space more as of late, or are they trying to you know build those connections with hotel builders more frequently? I think when they see that uh, it's coming, it's gonna be it's gonna happen more and more. I I see in the future absolutely mm. it's gonna happen. It's going to happen more and more. Yeah. It's the fastest way to get get you on the road, anyway. Sure, um, you build your building faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speed. It's hard to find a reason why you wouldn't want speed. You know, yeah, yeah. I I get that too. And coming out of a pandemic too, everyone's eager to get back to travel. Um, there's a lot of pent up demand for. Yes. Hospitality experience. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure that's getting developers thinking about, well, how can we build out new, fresh experiences for an eager audience, right, that wants to get out and about, maybe hasn't traveled in a year plus. Uh, and I, I would expect Modular would help launch some of those either expansions to existing properties or new properties. You know? More new properties. I think uh, Interesting. People, okay, yeah. will, the people should look into it because it is, it is, the, it is the way to go. It is the way to go. Sure. You know, it's the industry is growing, and uh, yeah, uh, you, you can't you really can't tell the difference actually. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. So let's jump in here to uh, another example of I think what is elevating modular to uh, the public conversation, uh, and that's really just how it is working to overcome some challenges to the supply chain. Again, if we want to intersect a little bit of uh, COVID context, uh, and I think some of the ways that they've uh, attempted to overcome some of those challenges also highlights the strength of the collaboration between the built industry or modular more specifically and hospitality. So I want to highlight some context for our audience here. There's a modular build that's gotten uh, a lot of attention since late 2019. That would be the AC Hotel New York Nomad which is gonna be the tallest modular hotel ever, or at least it's slated to be the tallest yeah. one because work has stalled on it for months now due to the pandemic. One of the most recent updates was several of its prefabbed rooms, which were built in Sweden at record speed. Uh, you know, they were prepared at top-notch quality. They're now getting stuck at a port in Brooklyn and they just cannot finish this project. And I think this highlights how wide reaching the pandemic supply chain challenges have been and how much they've continued to linger. So I'm curious how you've seen the two industries, hospitality and modular, or just more broadly the built industry, how they've come together to try to overcome some of those challenges. Have you noticed any collaboration that uh, you know we should make note of, or just, I don't know, a spirit of collaboration you think is worth talking on there? Absolutely. It, uh, again, modular is the way to go, I think, in the future. 
absolutely module is where to go. Sure. Uh, and then I, I guess playing off of that, um, those challenges I think uh, often put pressures on on both of the industries, right? So you know, uh, have you have you noticed that in a way, I guess to to overcome some of those challenges, have both industries tried to come together a little bit more to work together to to overcome said challenges? Have you noticed any more um, intense collaboration or? Fresh focus collaboration? Well, not really, not much. Interesting. I mean, okay. it's, uh, it's, it's going to be okay. Mm. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the hospitality industry is coming back again. Yeah, right. We are coming back again. Uh, only problem we are facing at the moment in the, the hospitality industry is, uh, is the workers. We don't have enough workers to do the things. And uh, when we look back uh, now, I mean, a lot of owners are going back in and uh, you know, a lot of owners are doing their own rooms because they can't find enough help out uh, out there, which is, uh, you know, unheard of in the past. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done many rooms in the past. No, not have never done rooms, period. Sure. But now they started doing their own rooms and uh, give you a perfect example here. I'm staying at the Omni and they said, hey, look, we're not going to be able to give you any room service for next uh, four days. Wow. Or five days. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Folks are strapped. It's, well, it's yes, difficult yes, out yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. And Things have not been the same. Definitely. The industry is not the same at the moment. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering what those you know long-term effects are going to look like, too. We'll probably need to do some follow-up conversations, too, yeah. on just breaking down what that, right. you know, the core conversation is that labor shortage. But, but yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, the wide-reaching effects of that, I think, will be felt right. for a while. Right. Um, you know, just to stay on the point of collaboration here, I want to highlight... Uh, one of the key collaborations that Foliot and Gurdon were a part of. Uh, that was the Hilton Home 2 in right. San Francisco. Right. Uh, it's located right near the airport. Right. Uh, this was a, in the last three years or so, last I'd say. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So if you don't mind just giving us a, a little history lesson there on that collaboration, and uh, if you don't mind just sharing some of the ways that uh, you know, when you two worked together as uh, organizations, how that helped elevate the quality of that hotel install? We had, uh, it was very easy. I mean, we had, uh, we had done their lobby also and we'd done all their FF&Es mm. uh, inside. Uh, it was delivered to them and uh, it, we, it was fine. There was, there was, no, there was no, there's no really difference between modular and your regular. Uh, it was just perfectly fine. I mean, sure. everything was good. Uh, like I said, I've never stayed in a, in a modular hotel in my life, uh, as much as I've traveled my, in my career. <laughs> and I was really impressed with it. I was very much impressed with it. Yeah. Uh, even the interior was well done. And uh, even the exterior was uh, extremely, extremely fine. And, uh, and the lobbies and the rooms were just you, you can't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference. What is a, you know, if you had to summarize the kinds of furniture that Foliet provided to a hotel like that, what does that laundry list of, of different, um, you know, different pieces of furniture look like, right? What, what did you use to furnish that space? Well, we do all the interiors. Interesting, okay. okay. We do all the interiors, basically, and we do all the lobbies. Uh, we'll do all the desks inside the rooms and your drawers and your... Sure. your Bed, uh, bed frames and mm. your headboards. Right, right. And uh, we'll do your uh, bathroom vanities. And then we'll do all your lobbies, basically. 
the reception area sure uh, for home too and that's that's what we did basically uh, I mean it sounds like you have a real attention to detail too making yes. sure to you know to really deliver on everything that an end user would find familiar about maybe like the best case scenario for where they would be staying at home right it's yes. not even yes. elevating beyond that no no and uh, what we have specialized in is is our FF&E mm. uh, for the rooms, basically, okay. and the lobbies. And since we are preferred vendors, so people would have to come to us and right. uh, everything is done the right way. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that just speaks to a shared spirit between, uh, you know, a, a company like yours, like Foliate and Gurdon, for example, right. or, you know, leading uh, built industry modular companies. Uh, where the emphasis is on the unseen, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when an end user feels really comfortable in a space, uh, you know, as much as I think it's the surface level exciting stuff, right? Ooh, check out that cool feature, check out that cool light fixture. It's also about building something you almost can't see, right? right. It's just a but the most important thing for your viewers to understand is that we do manufacture in North America. Okay, great. We have yeah. two factories in North America. And so everything is made here in America, mm. and that's the most important thing. Uh, not made in China, made right here Interesting. Uh, in America, in, in Las Vegas, and in the Montreal, outside and, Montreal. And so you find that that elevates the quality as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, there's no comparison between overseas and what we make. If you compare, there's no comparison really. It's like comparing apples and oranges, I mean. Sure. Uh, uh, everything made in North America is a little completely different. Mm. We have make our own boards and we make our own. So um, we have over 400,000 square feet of factory out in uh, Las Vegas and in outside Montreal. Right. So, and everything is supplied from here. Right. Yeah, I mean that that level of quality is is essential. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, again, playing to just that that desire to build an experience that is wholly unique. And, and really high level for the traveler. So yes. when they enter the space, you know, they, they feel the quality uh, in ways that are both very tangible, right? The quality of the wood, oh, but absolutely. also absolutely. the unseen again too, right? The method to develop the entire structure and how that just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just feels like a shared spirit that I think is important. Uh, yeah, I mean, these uh, craftsmanship in America yeah. is greater than overseas. Mm. I mean, we in, we take pride in doing what we do, uh, and same in uh, in the doms. We started in the dom industry actually, mm. and so you know how the young students are. You can jump up and down and break them, but uh, <laughs> yes. the, these are these are solid furniture we make. Yeah, these are solid furniture we make, and that makes a big difference. Those college kids are a rowdy bunch. Yes, they yeah. can be. <laughs> they can be. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes, ye yes. olden days. Now I'm yes. reminiscing of my rowdy days. Yes, I love yes, it. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, I, another important thing I want to highlight during our conversation today is just uh, one specific organization that I think represents some of the best of the spirit of collaboration between the hospitality industry and the broader built industry, but more specifically, again, modular construction. And that would be the AAHOA, which is the Asian American Hotel Owners mm -hmm. Association. You mentioned it earlier in our conversation, uh, but you were also a founder member, yes. uh, which is you know a great context to be pulling for our conversation today. Uh, so at the point of its inception in 1989, was modular construction on your radar as an important 
collaborating market for hotel professionals yet, or did that come later in y'all's career? I think it came later, to be honest with you. We were not in that uh, position yet uh, when we started the organization. Uh, you know, we were pulled in from all over the country. Sure. I came from West Coast. I represented West Coast. Mm. And uh, it was Mike, like I mentioned to you earlier, the godfather of our organization is Mike Levine. Mm -hmm. We owe all the gratitude to Mike Levine. Uh, if it wasn't for him, there would be no Ahoa. Mm. I mean, that's that's a fact. Sure. And uh, because of Ahoa, we have come a long way now. Uh, when you look at, uh, give you a little history of Ahoa, you know, we had to go door to door basically to make things happen. Wow. And uh, now in every state basically, and there are a lot of people behind the scene, not just the original founding fathers of this organization, right. but there are a lot of people involved in this organization right. uh, behind the scene to make it happen. And uh, when we look at the organization today, uh, it's one of the biggest organization in the world. And I would say about 70% of the hotel industry wow. is owned by uh, Indian community in this country. So that organization represents a majority stake then? Uh, yes, the absolutely. Wow. Absolutely, it does. And now when we are looking at the offices, this is a second generation and third generation. Hmm. Now we are having grandchildren coming. Right. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen grandchildren come back, come in the business too now. <laughs> I am getting older and. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm saying is that children, you know, our children had come in and now. Yeah. The children, children are coming in, and uh, and when we look at our offices, we got young offices, uh, who has done very, very well, and uh, yeah, and the organization absolutely. It's uh, exciting to see the legacies of yes, that work pay yes, off. Yes, yeah, yes, that's absolutely. Well, like you said, um, you know, at least fifty percent of hotel ownership falls under the AAHOA, um, which is you know. Huge. Uh, the fact that that one organization represents that sort of deep community that, again, like you mentioned, uh, is one that is very rooted in maintaining some of the values yes. of their community. Yes. Hard work, uh, you know, uh, an attention to detail and quality, ethics, you know, all, all, all that good stuff. And I just think that's really encouraging and creates a spirit that uh, allows for more collaboration too. When you've got those sort of grounded principles right. about how you view your work, right. I think it allows for more constructive collaboration too. So just a little comment there I, I thought was engaging. But uh, you know, I, like I asked and like you said, uh, when the organization started in the late 80s, modular wasn't totally on y'all's radar no, yet. No, it wasn't. I'm not going to say it was, because it, it wasn't. Sure. Uh, we were not, uh, we didn't have the capacity that time, right. to be honest with you. So I mean, I'm, I'm, had, uh, I'm curious what has changed then over that Well, over I mean, the, you know, the, the children has gone to universities and got more educated and, uh, and then the franchises have opened up for us more now. And uh, before we were not getting it, it was only Dazin who was really Interesting. Uh, who really supported us. Days Mr. In. Days, yeah. yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, uh, there, there was little discrimination. I mean, let's be real. Fact, uh, that's a fact of life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm from Africa, so I've seen my <laughs> days also how it was. Sure. But we have come a long way. We have yeah. come a long way. Absolutely. We have come a long way. Now where you can see uh, in the conventions, we, you know, we're getting into major hotels. Marriott's are looking at us differently now. Sure. 
Hiltons are looking at us differently now. We're not allowed to get before. Uh, things have changed. The cloud yes, is there. Yes, the cloud yes. is there. We, I mean, if you look at the, absolutely, the cloud is there. We yeah. we do have a, we do have a big cloud now. That's and exciting. The industry is uh, it's it's growing. The industry is growing. Definitely. And uh, and it's nice to see young people come in our industry. Of course. You know, uh, the second generation and the third generation now, and it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. So then, I guess to to intersect uh, modular and the AAHOA, how are you seeing some of today's AAHOA members leverage modular construction for their properties? And to what effect? Is it becoming more popular? And I guess, how are they using modular now? Well, they, when they come and look at it, I, I think it is going to become popular. Okay. It is going to become popular. Also in Europe, if you look, it's happening. Yes, yes. So it, it, it is, it is going to become popular. So absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I guess in conversations with uh, you know, that second, third generation now of members, are they actively thinking about, yeah, modular is a great investment yeah, for I've me. Talked, you know? I've talked to quite a few people and yes, I think uh, they have looked at it and uh, they are thinking about it. Interesting. Yes, they are looking, you know, and uh, in San Francisco, that was one of our first ones we did. Yeah. And then we did one more in San Francisco too. And uh, people have, people are noticing it. Sure. People are understanding it. And uh, yes, I think uh, modular might be the way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thoughts on what you think it should take to continue to push it forward, right? How should the industry continue to evangelize its worth? Um, how can organizations like the AAHOA uh, continue to promote it as a viable um, building method? Well, I mean, again, I got, look, I'm not involved, I'm not an officer, I'm not involved with AAHOA. Sure. Or, Okay. I'm just one of the mem- I'm one of the founding members of it. So yeah. I mean, I, do I guess not, it's general uh, advice. And, yes, you know, yeah. uh, but I do not. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, not involved in their situation. So I really can't make a comment on that. Okay, really. fair. Uh, yeah. What the Hawaii is <laughs> gonna do with that? Okay, so, no worries. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's fine. Be, yes, yes, sure. absolutely. Well, then absolutely. to go ahead and wrap up our conversation, then absolutely. for the day, uh, you know, one of the ways that an org like AAHOA can bring these two industries, again, hospitality and the modular industry, a little more in sync is that uh, they act like a broker of services of sorts. So I know that the AAHOA actively helps connect partners like Gurdon with partners like Foliate. Yes. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, how are these kinds of connections helping elevate the work that both of your companies are doing? You know, it, it, it was, uh, it, uh, the association has really done a great thing for us. I mean, we have about uh, 25 plus uh, conferences around the country, regional conferences, mm. and uh, we we uh, foliate we represent out there in the community, and rest of the association, you know, rest of the businesses also come out and meet the rest of the members. So yes, the association has done fantastic things for the community and for the business people. Sure, well, absolutely, they have connected us together. Uh, we would have never been able to do what we are doing. Uh, if it wasn't for AHOA, we would not, we would not be recognized. So wow. yes, I gotta tip my hat to AHOA, and especially again, uh, I can't emphasize w- more than what uh, Mike Levin has done. Really, uh, Mike had a vision, and uh, so I'm really grateful to him yeah. on behalf of the community. 
because I was also yeah. the past president of Southern California Hotel Motel Association. Right, right. And so, uh, so he had the vision, and so. Well, you know, I I think round of applause for the AAHOA, yeah, uh, and I. I think their work is going to continue to be essential oh, moving forward, absolutely. especially in that intersection of the two industries. Yeah, right? because right now we got a great interim president, Ken Green. He's, uh, I think he'll take us to places. It's, he's a fantastic uh, president and uh, he's interim right now, but uh, mm. hopefully he'll become the president and uh, I think we'll be good. Exciting. Good. Well, the future is bright then for yep. the AAHOA yes. and also for those two industries that are breaking down today, hospitality and modular construction. And really what's bright is the way those two are going to be coming together. Right. Right. I think there are a lot of pressures that are exciting for the hospitality industry, yeah. pent up demand post COVID, um, you know, a, a desire to expand uh, the footprint of properties and to reimagine how these properties can be more experience focused and deliver yeah. on something more elevated. And I think modular construction with, like we mentioned, the speed top of mind being just yeah. the speed of construction yeah. and the level of quality uh, and the ability to QC a little bit better, the top to bottom process uh, before it's ever dropped on site. Yeah. I think that is really going to allow for some more elevated hospitality experiences. I, I think so. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what that looks like. And thank you so much for joining thank us you. on the program and giving us your perspective on the, the design side, on the furnishing side of hospitality and, and the broader built industry. Again, folks, we've been chatting with Mr. Mahesh Parikh. He's executive director of business development for Foliot. And Mahesh, if folks wanna find out a little bit more about some of the work Foliot does, either they wanna get in touch for services or they just wanna read up on some of the work you do, how can they do so? They can email me. Emparic at Foliot Furniture. Emparic at Foliot. Perfect. And, uh, you know, we can answer any questions they have. Love that. All right. Okay. Mahesh, thank All you right. so much thank for your time. Much. It's appreciate really been a pleasure. Yes, I, I appreciate you joining us on yes, the program. Thank and thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Mainstream Modular, a Gurdon podcast. If you like what you heard and saw and you'd like to get some previous conversations or stay tuned for future live broadcasts or audio versions of our episode, make sure that you're heading to our website. Again, GurdonModularBuildings.com. Gurdon, G-U-E-R-D-O-N, ModularBuildings.com. Com, as well as subscribe to Mainstream Modular on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Mainstream Modular. <laughs>